Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment. Yes, it's me, and I'm right back at you with some facts and some truths. And one of those truths is that I hope you are staying cool on this hot summer day. It's days like this that we kind of hate going through that job, but we know we must go because we got to do what we got to do. And maintaining that family is first and utmost. Those haters will tell you, oh, it's too hot to go to work today, stay home. And that's because your determination and loyalty to your family is a threat to their disloyalty. Haters will pop up at any time, but you have learned to love yourself and your family without the approval of others. So go ahead through this sweltering heat and do your thing. Cause you would not believe some of the comments I get from my haters. But that's all right, because I learned a long time ago, the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those that speak it. But the truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Just let it loose, and I guarantee you it will defend itself. And my friends, it is my job to sit here on this stool and let it loose. No other race on this planet is told to forget their history, and no other race has suffered more. During the mid-19th century, black people collectively fought for racial equality and social justice within the United States. Enslaved people consistently and diversely challenged the complex institution of slavery. To be clear, there is no question that the important histories of enslaved people later freed people, should continue receiving both public and academic attention. At the same time, turning attention to northern freeborn black people who lived in free states gives avenues to understanding how racial discrimination evolved in numerous ways outside of slavery. Additionally, focusing on northern freeborn black people provides ways to explore how they repeatedly demonstrated against their white oppressors. You know, I have often wondered how it would feel to be born a free black person and realize that there are people in the South that look like you and maybe even carry your DNA are living with iron shackles around their neck. Do you feel sorrow? Are you glad that you are not a slave? Do you want to gather together a group of people and go and try to rescue them? That is the dilemma of the northern black people during antebellum South. And believe me when I tell you, they were in slavery too. Because living in free states during the antebellum and Civil War era did not guarantee 
guaranteed that freeborn black people could avoid becoming enslaved themselves. While the threat of becoming a victim of black birding, a term used for kidnapping of a black person for the purpose of selling them into slavery, was a sad reality in the early 19th century. The threat dramatically intensified after the Compromise of 1850. More specifically, the passage of the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850, a revised version of the 1793 federal policy, legalized slave owners' attempt to reclaim enslaved people who refuged regardless of the length of freedom to a free state, in addition forcing any deputized white person, regardless of their stance on slavery, to participate in the detainment of a suspected refugee. The federal law provided latitude for a slave owner to claim any black person was their property. Black people throughout the nation understood that the passage of the Federal Slave Act of 1850, which Free State Congress supported to keep the United States unified, sanctioned war on all black people as their citizenship and humanity, regardless of their status, was unimportant to the U.S. government. Northern black communities swiftly mobilized to condemn the policy while seeking to protect black people from possible becoming bonds people. In various northern localities, vigilance committees, some of which organized in the 1830s, refocused their efforts to offer aid and possible safety to fugitives. For instance, the New York City Vigilant Committee successfully helped 1,000 people avoid enslavement. Northern black women were critical members of the Vigilance Committee, including working to keep freeborn black children from becoming victims of the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. Sometimes as they traveled and from school, black women also helped adults avoid becoming enslaved as well. Once more, our black sisters stepping to the plate. In September of 1850, when James Hamlet became the first FSA of 1850 victim in New York City, the black community quickly raised funds to pay for his freedom from a local jail. Shortly afterward, Black New Yorkers held an event with 1,500 attendees that celebrated Hamlet's release. Most of the attendees were black women, illustrating how they publicly condemned the inhumane freedom policies that simultaneously protected slave owners' property rights and denigrated black lives. Meanwhile, throughout the North, the public education system was rift with racial discriminatory practices and policies that attempted to hinder the educational development of black youth, which reinforced white supremacy across multiple generations. In 1854, for example, Pennsylvania lawmakers passed legislation that ordered the creation and maintenance 
of racially segregated public schools if 20 or more black children attended public schools with white pupils. Unfortunately, many northern black public schools dealt with several issues, including overcrowded classrooms, dilapidated buildings, and unqualified and sometimes openly racist white teachers. You have to wonder what that white teacher was teaching to our ancestors during that period of time. In order to challenge the racialized inequalities that Northern Black children experience, Northern Black community members, especially women, regularly criticize the inequalities in Northern public schools. Their collective actions, such as performing improper inspection of the schools, reveal that Black people remained committed to ensuring that Black children could receive quality educations. Furthermore, when a school did not meet the standards of the local Black community, they openly expressed their displeasure. And some Black families chose one option to remove their school-age children from the racially segregated institutions. For instance, Black Philadelphians threatened to stop sending youth to the colored public school on 6th Street if Miss Donnelly, a white teacher who was racially hostile toward her pupils, did not lose her job. Black Philadelphians informed the school, We can break up the school by preventing our children from going, and we will do it rather than to have our children taught by such teachers. Unfortunately, freeborn Northern Black people, regardless of their age, gender, or social economic standing, discovered that racial discrimination could evolve in free states. Many white Northerners, including U.S. congressmen, focused on appeasing the rights of Southern slave owners to maintain the unity of the United States. Other white Northerners imposed state and local laws that illustrated that their race defined their lived experience to freeborn black people. Even with the constant pressure of racial discrimination, Northern black people continued fighting for racial equality and social justice. Their collective efforts were and remain an inspiration for people seeking to establish a more inclusive society. Friends, I think Mother's Day should last a whole week because they have always had our back and they're stepping to the plate now. When so many of our men were stepping into the penitentiary They were stepping into the college doors because they knew that if we weren't so valuable and didn't have the potential to be so powerful, the world would not be so hell-bent on exterminating us. Whiteness had a thing about saying, knowing your place. Show them our place, sisters, because we have your backs. And we are finally understanding 
what this thing about the penitentiary and us is all about. And we will catch up. I hate to let you go, my friends, but that music tells me that it's once more that time. And as much as I would like to, I cannot seem to stop that tape from coming around. But before I go, I must leave you with this message. Always be careful of what you hear about a woman. Rumors either come from a man who can't have her or a woman who can't compete with her. Have a good day, my friends. Until next time, it has been my utmost pleasure and my honor.